Hello and welcome to Who's He, the Doctor Who podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on today's show, we'll be reviewing the return of Doctor Who and the episode Let's Kill Hitler. Uh, so how was your bank holiday weekend, Paul? Did you, did you enjoy all the Who goodness? Yes, I did. Yes, same here. I, admittedly, I, I watched it uh, a lot later than everybody else because um, uh, I was down in Devon doing my... Uh... Is that the time difference? It was the time difference, yes. <laughs> Yeah, it was um, no. I, I, I was I was staying clear of Twitter because that that was my only uh, means of communication to the outside world. Trying to do it over the the awful data signal on my iPhone down in Devon. It's awful, so I had no uh, no uh, sort of Wi-Fi to rely on, unfortunately. So no, it was uh, no, it was it was a damn good weekend, and the uh, the Monday was good for the the children's hospice. Charity run in my little mini, so it was that no, was a very very good weekend and very successful for everyone involved. Good. So there we go. Excellent. So shall we shall we just crack on and do some news? Yes. Yes. Let's do it. Um, let's let's start off with the overnight viewing figures for Let's Kill Hitler, which was six point two million viewers. Yes. Uh, yes. Um, now they're the unofficial overnight viewing figures. These were released on Sunday. Um, so obviously the official viewing figures will be released in a, a few days' time. Um, now I don't think that's too bad for a bank holiday Saturday. No, but people have a couple of papers, particularly the Mirror, I think, had a pop at the <clears throat> figures, running an article saying, "Is this the end of the road for who?" Oh, not again! Oh God! You know, it's just anybody expects. It'll be interesting to know what other figures, you know, what general figures were for the bank holiday Saturday. Compared to a normal Saturday, yeah. Well, stop. Well, I mean, obviously, it goes without saying the X Factor uh, won the viewing figures war for that day. Um, it had the highest viewing figures of ten point six million. Um, yeah, but the program going up against Doctor Who uh, was All Star Family Fortunes with five point the big guns. All the big guns, or the, uh, they bought Vernon K out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that got five point four million viewers. Um, yeah. So okay, not a lot in it, but. Again, I would sort of maybe sort of call, call in the Trade Descriptions Act against all-star family fortunes because, yeah, uh, it's usually just some bloke from a soap, really, and, and, and yeah. his family. That's it. No stars involved. Only shave or, or uh, oh, it's just awful. So there we go. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, even even in this podcast, one of us didn't manage to actually watch it on the day. No, exactly. So, for reasons not that they didn't want to watch it. No, it's just I just couldn't. That was it, really. Yeah. Um, and that's going to have gone for a lot of people. Yeah. That weekend. So, as, as usual, um, the press have ignored all the things like iPlayer and Sky Plus and, you know, things that allowed people to watch TV at their leisure. Yeah. You know, it's... it's they just seem to be obsessed with the fact that when a program's on, everybody must watch it. And if nobody's watching it at that time, it must mean it's a failure. And that is yeah. absolute nonsense. Um, if, 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 we, if we weren't trying to keep our clean tag on iTunes, are we using language a lot stronger than nonsense? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Should we, should we, actually, talking of nonsense, should we move on to some more nonsense from the Daily Mail? Go on, then. That's less savage, shall we? Um, now, after we said... On our last podcast, uh, which was to do with Torchwood, um, episode seven, Immortal Sins, we said, didn't we, that there was not a not a 
jot was there in, in the in the press? Yeah, about the fairly explicit um, gay sex scenes, um, which you know we we obviously thought that that would get the chattering classes up in arms. Um, well, they didn't disappoint, did they? They didn't disappoint because um, this is the headline from the Daily Mail. It's supposed to be sci-fi, not sex-fi. Hundreds of viewers complained to BBC over pointless gay scenes in Torchwood. It's had out of four million. Yes, hundreds. Yes, it's not. Yeah. Now, the, the it, I, I want to actually read a couple of paragraphs here and spot the deliberate mistake. Okay. Now, this is the second paragraph of the article. More than 500 viewers complained directly to the broadcaster about soft porn scenes in Thursday's episode, which they said were pointless, irrelevant to the plot, and out of place in the sci-fi show. Dozens of fans vented their fury online, and several vowed to boycott the BBC BBC One show. So it's gone from 500 viewers down to dozens. Yeah. In a sentence. (laughs) You... Oh, again, we want to keep, keep the clean tag. Um... I'm sorry, it was... Why do these people bother complaining? Why do these people bother watching it? Yeah, to be I mean, and it's not as if it hasn't been signposted. Precisely. In in any other episode of Torchwood. Oh, no, it's... Oh, it, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Um, and it, it sort of goes on, despite the complaints, the BBC has still made the programme available via its iPlayer service, and it's planned to repeat it on BBC Two tomorrow night. Well, this was uh, article was dated the twenty ninth of August. Um, oh, so that means I've missed my chance to complain about the. You have, things. you have. I'm sorry about that. Um, <laughs> We've I mean, got to get this news out quicker, haven't we? <laughs> oh God! Well, is this the thing? It was, um, and again, this this just goes to show the mentality of the people who who, who complain. Um, one viewer wrote online: "This show is meant to be a sci-fi show." I had to turn it off as my grandson, an avid sci-fi fan, was in the room. Now, this is after nine o'clock. After nine o'clock. Now, obviously, he hasn't said it could be a twenty-one-year-old grandson for all I know. <laughs> uh, but... And his boyfriend was also disgusted. <laughs> oh dear, that would be priceless if that if that really was the case. That would be absolutely priceless. Um, now, if it was some little little five-year-old. Running around, who happens to like Doctor Who and and their grandfather? Oh, this torture has to do with Doctor. Who. Let's all sit down as a family to watch it, and then they the sort of um, hit. But if with... you've got that far into the series, you're not going to have understood it by the time before. Exactly, it's exactly. You're not going well, to understand what's going on. Oh, the, anyway, oh yeah, exactly. But not only that, as you said, it's after nine pm. It's after the watershed. Yeah. What are you complaining about? Yeah. Dear oh dear. So but not, it, not only that, it's just the fact, actually, that that gets complaints. The fact that a man is strung up and repeatedly killed. Doesn't get a mention. Yeah, doesn't get a mention. He's quite happy letting his grandson watch that. Yeah. Hmm. So, and... Um, morality. Yes, very much so. And, of course, um, Media Watch UK um, have also sort of chipped in as well. Um and as to be expected, for those of you who don't know who Media Watch UK is, this was, I don't know if it was an offshoot, it was actually set up by Mary Whitehouse. I was going to say, is this, what it, is this what that's called now? Yeah, I think it is, yeah. What was it called before? It was something like the Viewers Association. Something, something like, like yeah, I've yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I honestly best forgotten, I think. Um, 
so basically, a, a, a David Turtle. Um, <laughs> nearly. Nearly. A, a spokesman for Media Watch UK. The viewers' campaign group said, um, and it, I can just hear them sneering, they say this. Uh, the BBC will say the programme is being shown after the Nine Pin Watershed. Well, they have every right to say that. <laughs> yes, it was shown. they're correct. Yes. Um, but it doesn't alter the fact that the programme is watched by a lot of young people and it's easily accessible on iPlayer any time of the day. I think the BBC risks losing face with the audience who will become increased disconnected from what they see on screen. Um, sorry, cobblers. Go away and go, go back into your rock where you crawled from under. Go away, you horrible little people. Um, I was going to say, they come disconnected from it. Isn't that, isn't that, wouldn't that for him be a good thing? Yes, it would really. Cause it's, that, it's openly embracing it, I thought would have been the, yes. his problem. No, I, it, oh, it's just, it's just a big mass of contradictions. It really is. Um, it's utter, utter crap. It really is. Um, but it is interest, interesting seeing some of the... Because I'm looking at this on the Mail website and there are some quite good res, sort of responses. Um, I wouldn't say from... Obviously, that they're not readers because it actually speaks out against the article. Um, and so it should do. So... Uh, Yes, fantastic. So let's move on to something a bit more positive, shall we? Yes. Yes, let's. Um, there's a Sarah Jane screening um, at the British Film Institute on the 16th of September at 6.30pm. Um, it's to preview the, which is obviously and sadly the final series of the Sarah Jane Adventures. Yes. Um, so what it's going to be, it's a special family exclusive screen of the first story uh, followed by a, a, a Q&A. Um, afterwards um, now obviously as I keep saying this is a family event so if anyone listening out there does plan on going you've got to take children with you and as it says on here all adults must be accompanied by children or so, one of one of your group has got to wear short trousers yes again <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's uh, yeah that's good I'm, I'm actually I'm, and I think what it says here it's going to be back in the autumn on CBBC and, and uh, BBC One. So it doesn't say when, um, but I, I, I would think after Doctor Who's finished. But then again, I'm not saying anything like that again because we thought Doctor Who wouldn't finish, uh, start till Torture had finished. Yeah. Yeah, so who knows? Yeah, so that gentleman can take his grandson to that. Yes, he can, yes. So um, tickets are £9.50, um, £6.75 with concessions, um, which basically means if you remember the BFI, um, you also pay £1.50 less as well. So there you go, good stuff. Um, now you you never really a, you never watched Sarah Jane Avengers, did you? No, not particularly. Nah, no, I I, I avid fan, avid fan. Um, really, really good. Really enjoy enjoy watching that. It's just a shame it is the the final series. Such yeah. a shame, really is. Okay, uh, one thing I must mention before we wrap up the news section is that Edward Russell begins his walk for Liz this Saturday, third of September. Um, he'll be leaving from the Upper Boat Studios in Cardiff and making his way down to the Television Centre. And it's all in aid of the hospice that looked after uh, Liz Sladen when she uh, when she fell ill. So um, you can find a link on our website, uh, the address of which will be given out at the end of the show. And from there you can make a donation. I think which they've already raised about £10,000 
I believe so. That's so, good. Yes, very, very good. And that's before the actual walk has started, so that's excellent. So, please, everybody out there, if it's just a, just a pound, if all our listeners gave a pound, that would be nice. And have a couple of pounds. Yes. <laughs> that's us made our donation there. No, it's the, no, it's honestly, it's a, for a very, very good cause. So, um, please, please make a donation. Okay. Um, I think with that, let's wrap this up. That was the news. Right, it's review time, and as promised at the start of the show, we'll be talking about episode seven of Doctor Who, Let's Kill Hitler. Um, is that going to be the last time you can say It is, isn't it, unfortunately? Unless I can keep ref- back-referencing it each week. Yes. Yes, never mind. That's an end of an era, isn't it, on Who's He? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, yeah, what did you think, Paul? Um, yeah, I liked it. Um, so did I. I. So did I. The only two. <laughs> get to the negative straight away on this. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's get that out of the way because it, it, it was wrong. We usually good, start off fine and end up criticising. Yeah, that's all right. Two, ne- two obvious negatives. One, okay, um, that it's very much the same problem as actually a good man goes to war had, which is it's very much arc driven, and without that, it doesn't really work as a show. I don't think. Yeah, you couldn't to a large extent. Yeah, you couldn't sort of dip into it, could you? No. no, no. Which, to a certain extent, if you're going to have a split on transmission, mm. you might be looking to pick up new viewers with the second when the second part runs starts. So yeah, to start with something that it's actually, is going to completely perplex well, anybody who hasn't watched the first. Yeah, that's part right. Of the series is did, on that subject. Did you watch um, Doctor Who Confidential? Yes. Now, what they should have shown before Let's Go Hitler, they should have shown that little montage um, to Ennio Morricone that they showed at the beginning yep. of, of Doctor Doc, Doc Confidential because that just told you everything you wanted to know. Also, sir, wasn't it interesting that we, when we reviewed the first uh, two episodes of Series 6.1, yeah. mentioned about, wasn't it very Ennio Morricone? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did, didn't we? Obviously, it wasn't the only people who had that view. Obviously not, no. And, and plus, it's what, it was uh, my well, my favourite Ennio Morricone uh, track anyway. Yeah. Um, so it, it couldn't have been any better, that little montage. But yeah, yeah. But anyway. It's quite interesting seeing that start and then the music and suddenly thinking, this is quite this is part of how I imagined it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, sorry, back, back to the, the episode in, in hand. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so, so apart from that, I mean, having watched the whole of series six so far yeah it was a very good episode but like i say yeah just on the fact that it wasn't um one that you could watch <clears throat> in its own right no no i mean that's i mean unfortunately that's something you're always going to get with a arc driven series yeah. isn't it i mean it's, like, it's yeah. unavoidable really yeah um but I, I did think there was there was plenty in there to to enjoy even if you didn't yes. quite understand what was going on yeah, I mean, and they did. They did set out to answer a lot more questions this time than they raised. Oh God, yeah. Um, I mean, all I all I can say is I'm sort of thinking back to when we started reviewing um, this series. Yeah, uh, with basically Impossible Astronaut. Um, I think all I can say I'm, I'm prepared to to eat my hat with, with a large slice of humble pie on the side. No. Actually, um, because I, I was 
going, oh, well, that little girl couldn't have possibly been River Song because that little girl regenerated and River Song didn't regenerate yeah. in Science in the Library. Well, of course, now we know why. Yeah. Um, and it looks like he, he had the the seeds sown as back as far as then. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Moffitt, you cunning yeah. devil. I mean, it just was, wasn't it? As if to say, ha, I've got an answer to you. Yeah. All you people that complained. Yeah, exactly. Here you are. Here it is. Yeah, it's all, all, now all you, what you're complaining about. Yeah, all you people who thought that I, I, I totally forgotten what what I'd written in in Science in the Library. Yeah, this is for you. <laughs> or particular, yeah. this is for you, Phil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I will, I will fully prepare to eat my hat, just like Stan Laurel did. What was it way out west? <laughs> 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 yeah, it was. Um, you might also, if he's a pen, point out that it was Forest of the Dead, wasn't it? That was... was it Forest of the Dead or Science? Oh, I can't remember. Science of the Library was the first. That was the first one, of course it was. It's Forest of the Dead. Um, <laughs> any more of that humble pie? I just could some more. No, it was. Yeah, I mean, other <laughs> ex- excellent in the the comedy, and it was good. Yep. Even down, even the small little bits like when he, the TARDIS crashes into the office, and it's just basically nobody's fault. Let's just go in as, as if, like you know, it could be the off, partly the office's fault for being there. It yeah, was... I was, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, because I, I think we talk about this now. The whole thing about Hitler was it was misdirection. Mm. Um, I think everybody assumed that it was all going to be about. Hitler, major character, yeah, yeah, um, and it wasn't at all, was it? It was um, quite. Yeah, a... I expected the Daily Mail was going to have their stopwatch on to see how much airtime Hitler got to how much Winston Churchill got in victory of the Daleks. <laughs> <laughs> he got more airtime, or not? Well, exactly because well, no, actually, they they probably praise it if Hitler did get more airtime because obviously, um, let's not forget they supported the Nazi Party. Yes, yes, let's never ever forget that, people. Yes. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, and then to have him basically just locked in the cupboard for the rest of the episode, was, was it was a stroke of genius. It was brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. It was just like how to belittle somebody without actually even having to... To do any, yeah, anything. just lock him in a cupboard. Yeah. It was fantastic. Um, it was something that, I doubt people disagree with this, but Spike Milligan always said that Adolf Hitler was the, the best comedy character of the 20th century. He said, "You, someone that evil, um, you have to just take the Mickey out of them." Yeah, really, you've got to belittle them, and that's what he did all the time, and that's exactly what they did on Saturday. Yeah, yep. So they just uh, locked on the cover, but actually, um, obviously, there was actually sort of two references to "Let's Kill Hitler" because obviously you had the um, what, what, what I'm now going to refer to as the numbskulls. Um, that was their mission, wasn't it, to uh, to, to kill Hitler, um, as well as there to provide justice. Yes, and uh, obviously, Mills, who we now know to be Melody Pond, also known as River Song. Um, I think she just said it on a whim, really, didn't she? More than anything else, there was no plan to kill Hitler. They just said, "Oh, what the hell? I've got a gun. You've got a time machine. Let's kill Hitler." Yeah, and that was it. But you probably really thought that was how the the title was going to be played out. Mm. If it was actually said, that would be the, the fact of, well, if you've got a time machine, why don't we go and do something like that? Yeah. 
But then it also went back to the um, the flashbacks to Mel's at school. Yeah. Saying that the only reason Hitler did what he did because the Doctor didn't stop him. And the reason the Titanic sank because the Doctor wasn't there to stop it. You know, so I think she was just trying to write what she saw in her eyes was a wrong. But then, of course, you find out exactly who Mills is. Mm. Um, and that that is the the one thing is that to actually, you wonder why with somebody who does obviously play such a long game in terms of writing, mm, yeah, why she hadn't been mentioned before. Do you actually think you'd have well, it, it, it's, in at some point? Well, this the Mills character, you mean? Yeah, because I I think that they kept making a big point of of this again in this episode that time can be rewritten yeah and i think that's all that had happened there yeah but you could have even snuck it into the first the impossible astronaut thing when they're at home he he could have done yeah um but they just disappear she could have turned up five minutes after they left sort of thing yeah no i I, just to have slightly introduced the character without actually even having to introduce her yeah, I think I think yeah. I mean, you're right. They could have done that, but I think that I think the point was, to, to my mind anyway, the point I'm trying to make is that time yeah. is is constantly being rewritten because of you know a- Amy and, and River. They've got a big, a very big part to play at the moment. Um, and of course, you've got the episode the girl who waited to to come up, which seems to be an Amy centric one. Um, so who knows what what part that one's going to play? Whether that's got any ramifications to the to the arc. As well, and it's not as if she was there by accident. No, knowing them. No, exactly. It's obviously pre-planned. Yeah, that she'd so. be there. Now, I must admit, when I first saw Mills, I I didn't. When I first I put it this way, when I first watched it, I didn't put two and two together that that was River. Um, obviously, I was watching it the second time with hindsight, but it was actually obvious who it was just by the entrance. Yeah. Well, you did almost really? think that was what was going to happen. Yeah, I you? yeah I thought River Song was going to get out the car. The minute you saw the sort of fast car in the the corn, mm. you thought, oh yeah, that's who's going to get out. Yeah, and it what well, it was really, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was obviously written back to make you yeah, so that you do think once actually think about oh, of course, yes, it was. Yeah, I mean, I think now I, I must admit when I watched it on sort of late on Saturday, um, I was of the opinion at the, at the time, because I, I sort of, yeah, I, I sort of tweeted when I could get a signal, um, tweeted that, yeah, I, I thought it was really, really good, but with reservations. Um, and my reservation at the time was River Song. It, I, it, was, it was beginning to, when I watched it on Saturday, it was beginning to grate on me a little bit. That just the character. Yeah. I just thought, oh, enough with River Song. We've, you know, I'm just getting a bit bored with that character. But when I watched it a second time, I really, really enjoyed it. And I don't know why I sort of sort of flip-flopped on my opinion there. I just seemed to enjoy that the character a lot more and appreciate what was being done a lot more the second time round. And I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it was because on first viewing it wasn't quite what what I expected. With you know, with the whole "let's kill Hitler" thing, and it was a, it was a, it was a complete uh, what's the word looking for MacGuffin, really, wasn't it? Mm. It was a bit of a red herring as far as the plot was concerned. 
No, I mean... So, I don't know. I, but as I say, watching the second time, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it a lot more than I did the first time round. And it was a very much, actually, a um, how you'd expect her to react, how, how you'd expect her to be in that. And yeah. references. And quite good to see somebody else regenerate as well and how they'd react. That you'd react that they react exactly like a, a Time Lord in that. That's it, sense. yeah. Yeah. Um, also, it's, it's quite interesting. That the, you know, one of the first things she did was A, to go and weigh herself and beat the check out her backside. Yeah. You know, because I'm definitely going to be wearing a lot of jodhpurs, um, which was a, a good art. I'm just glad they've refrained from the doctor saying something like that. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it was it was, it was, it was good to see someone, an, another, well, potentially it was another Time Lord, reacting to a regeneration. So, yeah. Yeah, and various things about, you know, I like the fact that she says, you know, about the the thing, I'm trying to concentrate on a dress size. Yeah. Which also sort of goes back to the sort of Romana thing, <laughs> actually. He, the, the Doctor is actually just useless at regenerating, whereas other ones can actually have some same. I'd never, I never thought about they? Romana, actually. Yeah, you're right. Who actually just picked her own See, form for regeneration, yeah. didn't she? Oh, well, the, 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 uh, the hand of Douglas Adams reaches still reaches forward in time. There, I think that yeah. was, that was one of his little uh, little tropes, wasn't it? Mucking around with the or the, putting the, the comedy into Doctor Who a bit more. Yeah. So yeah, that was it. Was I as I say, I really really enjoyed it. Um, just trying to think of anything. No, I honestly going back to the, to the eleventh hour with the sort of flashbacks to what's happening with the Doctor and yeah. You know, with the gun and that, and you sort of went, but but less jerky and. Yeah, it wasn't quite the sort of the doctor vision. No, it was just sort of. Well, you sort of like saw what River was was doing behind yeah. the doctor's back, and you saw what the doctor was doing behind River's yeah. back. You know, it was it was it was and great. What he'd seen to do. Yeah, there was only one thing I sort of. And actually, so... the sorry, gotta say that continuing on that, and actually when. She reached down the bit where she had actually reached down for the gun. Yeah, it was getting back to the Mrs. Robinson, wasn't it? Oh yeah, the the uh, which a lot of people, um, well, I certainly had to explain that reference as well to to the people yeah. I was watching it with. Um, they, they said, who, "Who's Benjamin? Who's?" And right at the very end, they said, well, "We didn't find out who Benjamin was." <laughs> I just said, "It's it's the graduate." Mrs. Robinson, you know, that's then, the, yeah. Dustin, the Dustin Hoffman character was called Benjamin. Oh, and, and they still didn't look any the wiser. <laughs> Which is obviously the throwback to the impossible astronaut and his comment in the Oval Office. Yes. So it was, it, it's all, what, I suppose you say, what goes around comes around, really. It was all nice little comes full circle again. But yeah. no, it was, it was really, really well written, well acted. Um, yeah, it was just great. It was just it was just a really, really good solid opening episode, really. Yeah. Um there's a, there's only oh here we, here we go. Nitpick time. Um maybe we should give this its own jingle. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's not. Um no, I I thought the only thing was she obviously um killed the doctor with her fatal lipstick. Yeah. Um which she she was still wearing when she kissed him again when she gave him all her regenerations. 
Because um, obviously she obviously changed her clothes. She didn't change her lipstick. Unless we're just supposed, we're supposed to assume it, it was like a like a, a, a one-use poison or something. I don't it know. It only last for a certain amount of time. Could do, could do. But I just, it's only when I watched it again today, I thought, hang on a minute, she's still got that lipstick on. And there was times, I mean, she's she's had time, while she was changing, she could have done anything to... Could have done. Wiped her mouth and reapplied yeah. normal lipstick, you don't know. Oh, you don't know, but... Uh... Yeah, now I thought the um, the only weak link um, itself were, were the numbskulls, as I like to refer to them now. Yeah. Um, if, if if anyone out there doesn't know what the numbskulls is, just um, Google the numbskulls and the word and the words the Beezer, B W E Z E R. So and you'll find out what that is. Um, yeah, I, I just thought that was a little bit. I like the idea, actually. They were sort of travelling around in various points in time in that human-sized robot. They were sort of miniaturised inside. I quite like I quite like that idea, um, sort of bringing these people to justice. But um, And the fact that there's no, no, any, there's no time lords now. Yeah. It's almost as if people are saying, oh, well, actually... We've, we've got a void to fill here, haven't we? We, yeah. we, we can time travel, so perhaps we should be doing something about this. Yeah. Um, it was just the the, the thing I, I I didn't make a lot of sense to me were the um, I suppose the better best word the like the antibody yeah the sort of the jellyfish um, I, I why really would they need that yeah why why would you why would you build um, a robot which you know you're going to miniaturize people into but then have Robots inside that will kill anyone who's not wearing the appropriate wristband. Um, yeah, yeah. It, that that didn't. And how many people try to break in? Are small enough to be able to break, break in. in? Yeah. Um, sure, there's enough people when they do miniaturize someone. Sure, there's enough people inside to take care of that. Yeah. Um, but or if, or if they, they they appear in a certain place, then you just have to have them there. Yeah, exactly. You don't need, you don't, yeah, you don't need as many as they had. No. So yeah, that's it's really nitpicking, isn't it? It is, but that 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 sort of, it just didn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Um, if, I, if I'm perfectly honest, um, I just don't think it's a nitpick. I think it's it's a perfectly valid point to be honest. Um, what why why need them? They weren't necessary apart from sort of bringing well, a bit of dramatic tension. Yeah. Really. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah, the, that was about that's it. The phase I was going to look for. Then. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not filling in your words again, am I? Well, it's probably easier for you to say them anyway. <laughs> uh, no, well, and I have to say, as much as I hate having to say this... Go on, go on. I do think Matt Smith did ham up his dying scenes. Um, Possibly, but then again, it, it is a show for children and you don't yeah. want to see him thrashing about in agony, do you? No, no, really? I know, but there was a there was quite a bit of overacting. My film. Um, I, th- I actually think that went in tone with the rest of it. To be honest, yeah, it, it was. Um... I mean, I like that. I like the fact about my leg went accidentally. My leg went under scheduled sleep, and I think the other I've heard the other one yawning. Yeah, but I, I like that as a line and everything. It was just yeah, it just seemed to be a bit. I don't know. I, I, I thought the the bit at the end when he was trying to. Um, when he was 
dying. He was he was sort of begging River to help him. Yeah, I thought that was very well done. That that definitely wasn't overacted. He was sort of pleading with her to help, you know, to get him to the TARDIS. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I thought that was that was great. And also talking to TARDIS, we now we we know who who taught River Song to fly. Yeah, the TARDIS. Yeah, another thing. Yeah, that was answered, and the yeah. fact that she said, "I was taught by taught by the best." The best. The best, you weren't there. Yeah. And then we know it's the TARDIS herself. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, the other thing as well was the um, the interface as well in the TARDIS. Yeah. The glimpses of Rose, Martha and Donna. Um, I don't know why we couldn't have gone back a bit further. If you want... Yes, they probably it, haven't got shots on it. <laughs> well, I was going to say, if... If the Tardis was try- was showing him um, past companions made him feel guilty, why not show Madrick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I mean... he's dying. At least give him that break. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm trying to think about the other companions that, uh... or Dodo for that matter. <laughs> That's where she ended up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. yeah. So that that was sort of um, sort of unexpected. To be honest, um, any significance in the fact that the fish fingers and custard thing you don't actually was the one line that wasn't really actually showing the interface when it was said? I don't know. Do you think? I don't Is there know. more to that? Well, I, 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 from its programming to say that, I think it was, or the, was it that that said it? No, I think it was the TARDIS that said it. Yeah. That sort of brought the the doctor back again, sort of gave him the yeah. the will this, to fight on again. I'm yeah, wondering and whether we are gonna have any. Well, maybe maybe it's a little throwback to that line of you know the 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 Tardis took him where he needed to go rather than where he wanted to go, and I think this time the Tardis told him what he wanted to what he needed to hear. Yeah, rather than what he wanted to hear. Yeah, so could I mean could this be the start of? Is there going to be any significance in that the TARDIS now can communicate? Could find well, a way of communicating. Well, yeah, exactly. We we know that um, at the end of the Doctor's Wife that he the, the TARDIS did respond. Yeah. To him after he sort of sort of did a little bit of jiggery pokery. Um, yeah. So yeah, maybe there's there's more to come with that as well. Who knows? Mm. Who knows? I just thought it was just interesting that everything else I think she said. The interface said that it was actually focused on her. Yeah. Apart from that, that. It sort of the voice just came from nowhere, so to speak. Yeah, I must have it didn't occur to me at the time. Um but now you we sort of started talking about it, 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 it that, that does make a lot of sense actually. So yeah, maybe there's more to come with that. Hmm, interesting. Probably not. Probably not. You, don't, you don't like to discount anything, do you? Well, I'll, I'll put some of that humble pie in the freezer just in case. Yes. I'll, def- I'll defrost it for the final episode. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I honestly can't think of anything sort of negative at all, really, to to, to say about it. It, it was, it was. I, I just really enjoyed it. Yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Um, it just would now, I think, just be nice just to get a couple of episodes that have absolutely nothing to do with what's gone on before. Well, next week's episode looks very much like that, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, now, obviously, the arc's got to 
come back into play again because there's an awful lot there to um, sort to go through really because we 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 know, also now we know that the um, the doctor knows exactly when he's going to die. Um, mm. So now we know he he can plan for it. Oh, and I'd still like to know where he got his, that sort of yeah, but I'd still like to know where he got his new coat from as well. Why did you, you want to get one? No, I'm just saying. <laughs> I just sort of where did where did the new coat come from? There's usually there's usually some sort of um, when the doctor He's been gone all summer. Oh, I know he is. It was more like a winter coat though. I was going to say yeah. So why does he turn up in summer with it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's been to cold ice planets and he's just worn a suit. <laughs> exactly, <whatever>. yeah. <laughs> Turns up in a cornfield in the middle of the summer, and he's got a coat. He's got a winter coat on. No, I just, I just thought, well, where, where, where did the coat come from? You know, apparently, just because Matt Smith wanted a new coat. Yeah, I think that was it. Really, there was no, uh, no real explanation for it. But uh, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I, I really don't want to slag it off at all. To be honest, no, because no, I, no, I don't think there was anything. There's no need to because it, yeah. it was. I wouldn't say yeah. It's not a. It wasn't perfect, but it was it was damn good fun to watch. As getting back to the the Mel's thing and saying about how the characters just introduced, I did see one review where somebody goes, somebody used the line, "They're making it up as they go along." I was thinking to myself, well, "That's what happens with fiction." Yes, <laughs> you don't research the facts. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't have been in a in a paper by any chance, would it? Or... Um, I can't remember now. I just it's just, just one of those things when you just see it as a. Well, I, and you just think. Well, hmm. I, was, I was actually going to say that the papers have, have actually sort of, sort of generally sort of re, sort of gave it good reviews. Uh, apart from, I think it was the Daily Mirror who were a little bit negative about it. Uh, but then again, they're also predicting the end of Doctor Who, as you mentioned in our news yeah. um, item at the beginning. Yeah, I suppose so, it'd be difficult to have, have a glowing review and then say, "Yeah, that's right." It's the end of it. Oh, nonsense! Absolute nonsense. So uh, no, it was it very very good, very very good. Well, uh, shall we leave that on a high? Yes. Let's yes let's let's. Okay. Now, uh, hopefully, uh, we will be back at the weekend with our review of Torchwood, um, episode eight. However, this week or this weekend, there will be no Doctor Who review because it's Paul's turn to go on holiday. So we're uh, we're cramming in our our torture review, um, and then our. It's not that we thought torture was more important. No, not at all. It's, <laughs> it's, it's just the fact we're going to have an awful it's lot to catch time. up on. It's a time yeah. thing again. Yeah, we got an awful lot to catch up on uh, when Paul yeah. does get back because it will be two episodes of Doctor Who and an episode of Torchwood. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to that's going to be an action-packed show. Um, so we we will be back at the weekend with our torture review. Um, I actually don't know what this 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 week's episode is called. Actually, um, is it end of the line? Could be right. I don't know. Oh, and that's man. terrible. <laughs> Doctor Who's back. That's all that matters. Watching it. I don't really. I try not to read anything about. Them. No, me as well. Anyway. Me as well. Um, so just in case I read something I don't want to read in that's advance. It. So, but it does look uh, next week's Doctor Who looks good. Night Terrors does look uh, suitably creepy. Yes. Um, they, they, so, say, they, they keep Mark saying Gates. Mark Gatiss, yes. more in his era, isn't it? More in his genre, it's, shall we say, than... His comfort zone, but, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Let's say that. Yeah. It's, uh, well, mind you, they keep saying it's the most um, terrifying episode of Doctor Who 
yet, um, but I've heard that before. Yes. I've heard that before, so I shall uh, I shall reserve judgment until afterwards. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you don't fancy any more of that pie. No, I don't actually. I'm rather full up at the moment. Yes. I'm beginning to feel a bit bilious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been to repeat on me. Okay, so until the weekend, yeah, I think we're done, aren't we? I was about to wrap the show up without asking. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. Oh, I'm off. I don't <laughs> Do it on your own at the weekend. See what I can. <laughs> okay, then, folks. So until the weekend, it is goodbye from me, Phil, and me, Paul. Goodbye. to leave any feedback about the Who's He podcast or about Doctor Who in general, please visit our website, which is www.whos-he.co.uk, or you can follow us on Twitter by searching username who's underscore he underscore podcast.